Hi, it's Karen here. And before we begin, I want to answer a quick question I receive often. How do I eat healthy when on the go? Now, I believe that I thrive with stage four cancer largely because of my healthy lifestyle and always look for ways to make clean eating simple. One option I love is Daily Harvest. I get chef-crafted, wholesome foods that are in and out of the freezer delivered right to my door. My personal favorite is the Brussels Pod Thai Harvest Bowl. From smoothies and superfood lattes to harvest bowls and delicious desserts, Daily Harvest has it all. Choose healthy and convenient today and get $25 off your first order with the promo code PRETTYWELLNESS at checkout. Go to daily-harvest.com. Let's begin. I want to welcome you to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor thriving with stage four disease and author of the book, Happiness Through Hardship, a guide for cancer patients and caregivers that shares the same name as this podcast. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great. But sometimes it takes a little more. And this podcast will provide you with what worked well for me. Success stories of people that have been through hard times and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. If you've liked these episodes, please do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get noticed and help us inspire more people. Or reach out to us at Pretty Wellness on Instagram. We love connecting and sharing healthy lifestyle resources. So please grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am incredibly honored to introduce you to Jen Stevens, a highly educated and academic, charismatic teacher, now celebrity wellness expert focused on inspiring people to live a vibrant life. Jin lost 80 pounds through intermittent fasting and started a community which turned into a resourceful powerhouse about making IF a lifestyle. She's a multiple New York Times bestselling author who has three top-ranked podcasts, including the Intermittent Fasting Podcast, Intermittent Fasting Stories, and the Life Lessons Podcast. Her latest book was just released titled Cleanish, and I connected to it on many levels. Now, what I love about Jin, and you will too, is that she is wholeheartedly authentic. When you hear her or read her words, it feels like you are with a friend. She's incredibly smart. She earned a doctorate of education degree in gifted and talented education, a master's degree in natural sciences, and a bachelor's degree in elementary education. Now, even with all those credentials, after her journey with IF, she wanted to learn more. So guess what? She went back to school and graduated from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Her philosophy in Book Cleanish is the single guide I would have loved when I started my wellness journey. She believes in real foods and a healthier home environment free of toxins. Yet on the same note, she doesn't focus on perfection. The book is not only filled with useful information and resources, the teacher in her not only educates, but also includes tons of worksheets to help make a cleanish plan possible. 
Jin, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. I just have to say, you got one thing wrong. I am not a celebrity. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But I will say, I will say that you came to me from my best friend from college that thinks of you as if like, if she had a choice of meeting somebody like on the Grammys, Emmys, red carpet, she would pick you over them in a million ways. Well, that's just because I'm a friend, right? I'm, I'm just a friend and I know I would like her. (laughs) <laughs> well, and I will say that you built a community. And, That's what I do. And building a community, you have people, you know, okay, so celebrity is the fun word I use, but you have a lot of people that have, you know, you write books, people like them. You don't become a New York Times bestselling author, you know, once, twice, you know, three times. Keep our fingers crossed that without having... I want to say a following, but I think a following means a little bit differently now. People that really love and connect to you. Well, I'll take that. I'll take that. And I will, I do want to say only Fast Feast Repeat was a New York Times bestseller so far. It was on there twice, on the list twice. But um, my other books have not been New York Times bestsellers. But one one is good enough because I can just be proud of that forever. Well, and being, I think, mathematically speaking, being on two different lists on the New York Times um, makes Well, I made it on there two weeks, right? I was on there two different weeks. So that's that. That was still very exciting. Very exciting. So exciting. And and again, you were so humble um, when I use, I, you know, when I use the word celebrity, it is be, it is truly because the people who know you love you and the people well, who you. don't know you like the people that are here today, maybe we've got some new folks that are happiness through hardship, the podcast followers that listen and will be intrigued by your story. So let's start there. Can you share with us for all the people, whether they know you or they're new to you, tell us a little bit about your story, about intermittent fasting and how you have walked towards a cleanish lifestyle. Well, you know, my hardship was struggling with my weight and so many people can relate to that. No matter what path they've they've been on, most of us have some sort of body image problems or struggling with weight. And it it all started that I guess the seeds were planted when I was young because my mother was a dance teacher. So I watched her diet all my, you know, growing up and lots of um, judgment around foods and how our bodies looked. So I, I grew up still having a very positive body image and not worrying about myself a lot until I really got to college and gained that freshman 15. And there was my first diet. You know, I was counting calories at that time because that's what worked for my mom. So that's what I turned to. And then really just over the decades from college through, you know, young adulthood, through becoming a mom, you know, I had so many dietary struggles with hopping on this bandwagon and that bandwagon. And really, you know, I could talk about every single diet I did and it would sound insane. (laughs) (laughs) And also probably a lot of people would be like, oh yeah, that's, that's, I've been there too. But I basically dieted my way up to 210 pounds. I ended up 210 pounds in 2014 and just did not feel like myself. I was obese and who that was, it was hard to, you know, see that too in the, in the hundreds place, you know, I'm always like, I'm never going to cross that threshold. I'm never going to, but it happened. And so I was very motivated to figure it out once and for all for myself. I knew there had to be a way to do it. Life shouldn't be this hard. We shouldn't have to be restricting whole food groups or 
you know, now I'm only going to eat, I'm going to be a vegan or now I'm only going to eat meat or I'm just going to eat whatever. And so I was like, there's got to be a way to eat foods that are delicious, that nourish our bodies, that make us feel great. Of course, I wasn't even thinking about all that necessarily back then. I just wanted to eat without doing a math problem. I just wanted to have a life where I wasn't constantly in the struggle of my weight yo-yoing up or trying to like, you know, white knuckle it back down again, just to see it go back up. So that was when I really embraced intermittent fasting in the years 2014 to 2015. My initial goal was to get to 135, which was 75 pounds. And I got there. And then I, I realized, you know, I still had some more fat to lose. So I lost about five more pounds on the scale, but my body continued to change. And so I have been maintaining in my my same weight range, wearing the same clothes. I've never had to upsize my clothes again since I, I hit my initial goal in 2015. I even had to buy some smaller clothes along the way in 2016 and 2017. But I finally am off that that diet roller coaster of ups and downs. You know, no more you know, weight going up, white knuckling it back down. I just live my life. If my honesty pants get a little tight over the holidays, I know why. And it's no big deal. I still wear them. They still fit me, but I just tighten up my eating window a little bit, not stressing out about it. Choose foods. Now I really know how to choose foods that nourish my body. And, you know, the better I feel, the better I want to feel. So it just feels like now I'm 52 and I've gone through menopause. I'm on the other side. And I've just never felt better or had a better relationship with both my body, you know, what I eat, when I eat, it's all just, it, it just feels like a miracle. If you go back in time, gosh, it's been a lot of years now since 2014, but if you go back to those pre 2014 years, all those years of struggling, just feel almost like a distant memory that, that happened to somebody else. Now, can you share with us? I, I heard you just mentioned the window and right. obviously intermittent fasting worked for you. A lot right. of people don't know a lot about it. While I'll say the last few years it's been trending, let's say in diet circles, but what you've talked about in your communities, in your previous books, is that it's a lifestyle. And right. so can you share with the listeners, what is IF, intermittent fasting, I keep on bumbling over intermittent fasting, intermittent fasting. I you can call it IF, right? Right. What is it? And sometimes people hear lifestyle and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't change my life. Can you talk a little bit about how you see it? Well, you only change your life by changing your life. Well, so beautifully said. <laughs> you want to change your life, you're gonna have to change your life. So <laughs> here's the thing. I, I, there's so many ways I can go with this, but I want to share a quote. I didn't make it up. I can't remember. I don't even know where it originated, but I, I heard it first several years ago. And the quote is diets are easy in contemplation, but hard in execution, right? You know, the next diet you're going to start, you're like, I'm going to do it. You get all the stuff. You're ready. This could be so great. But then it's like awful, right? We've been there. Intermittent fasting is hard in contemplation, but easy in execution. Oh my God, it sounds so hard. I'm going to be hangry. I'm gonna be, it's awful. I'm starving myself. No, it's the opposite of that. It's finally, it finally feels natural and good. And it, it's just so hard to understand because I remember I was that person that carried snacks in my purse, little containers of things, little bags of things, just in case I was going to get hungry. 
later, right? Yes, yeah, so you're waving your hand, you too. So I think that we all can relate to that. We have been conditioned to fear getting hungry. Like it's some kind of like, first you get a little hungry, then you get a lot hungry and then you die. I don't know what it, no. <laughs> you know, our bodies are not designed to have to have snacks with us all the time. We're designed to be metabolically flexible. And what that means is we are designed to be able to shift fuel sources as needed. When you got food, you eat the food, you're using the food as your fuel source. When you're not eating, your body is designed to be able to tap into your fat stores to fuel you. And, but it's not supposed to be painful or, you know, you think about that, you know, we're, you might have to go out and gather something, you know, a thousand years ago, and you're not going to be like, you know, so weak, you can't go hunt something. Your body is, is designed to be strong. The problem is we lose that metabolic flexibility because we've been trained by, I don't know, food companies. I could go down that rabbit hole too in the media to feel like we have to eat, you know, when as soon as your feet hit the floor, you better be eating breakfast and then you better eat every two hours to fuel your metabolism. We've all heard that. No, <laughs> all that does is get you on that roller coaster of your, your blood sugar ups and downs and you lose your metabolic flexibility and you only are running on the foods that you're putting in. And that's why you get hangry because when your blood sugar drops and you're not metabolically flexible, it's kind of like your body gets lazy and it's like, I am not going to tap into the fat on my thighs. Cause if I just, you know, nudge you a little bit, you'll put in another snack pack or, or you'll have a protein shake. And, it totally and makes I'll, sense. Right. So at the beginning with intermittent fasting, you know, I have something in, in my um, New York times bestseller fast feast repeat called the 28 day fast start. And that's where you teach your body to be metabolically flexible. And I'm not going to say you're going to feel great the entire time. But once your body learns how to tap into fat stores during the fast, you're not going to have that ups, up and down and the hangriness. So you gradually work your way into what we call the eating window. And that's, that's what intermittent fasting is. We're doing this intermittently. You're not fasting, you know, for 40 days and 40 nights and you, you know, you get to eat every day. You're eating every day. You're not going for like four days without food. I have eaten every day since 2016 when I did some dabbling with alternate day fasting. Um, but now I have a daily eating window every single day. So that's a period of time where I eat all of my food and the rest of the time I'm fasting clean, which is so very important. We can get into that too as well, but that means I'm only having plain water, black coffee, plain tea. You know, one of the goals of, of fasting is to get our insulin levels down and that helps us tap into our fat stores for fuel. And it's a process. You're not, not able to do it on day one, but I generally structure my eating for the day. I open my eating window at some point in the afternoon, might start with a good hearty snack. Later, I have a really satisfying dinner, close my eating window. That doesn't mean that that's what I do every single day over the weekend, went on a trip with my family just to, you know, to see some other family members across the state and opened my eating window at 1130 at brunch and, you know, also had a mid afternoon snack while we were driving back home and um, then had a really nice dinner later. So it was a longer eating window. It was like eight hours that day. I tend to eat most days between two to eight hours, depending on the day. Eight is a very long window for me. Um, two is fairly on the short side. Probably five hours is about my sweet spot. Well, and I know you mentioned in the books, and I definitely want to encourage people to check out the books, is that what works for you right. might be different than what works for somebody else. For me, exactly. as a cancer survivor, 
somebody who's living with cancer, there have been studies about what fasting looks like and whether there are health benefits. And and there have been a few that have shown health benefits. And again, I, I'm- Oh, tons, um, more than a few, right? That- I love the nurses' health studies out of Harvard. They talk yeah. about all sorts of different topics, and I know that they've focused on that. Now, again, always check with your doctor when you're making any type of big changes, no matter where you're coming for, from in your health and wellness. Um, however, keep in mind our bodies are machines, and so what works for you is different than what works for me. And so I encourage people to be open if they're considering it because just because Jin's window is is two hours or four hours or six hours or eight hours yours may be different and I think that's what's what's beautiful about this and about your writing is is you're presenting all sorts of options and showing the values so one concept that I like is kind we'll call it your ish concept. Now the new book is called clean ish. And, um, before we jump into that, can you tell us a little bit about, um, your issues when it comes to your, when I say diet, I don't mean going on a diet, but like what you eat to give people an understanding. This is a lifestyle, but you don't need to be perfect every moment. Well, cause you really can't be unless you lock yourself away in a bubble. And then you're like, well, what is this bubble made of? Is the bubble non-toxic? I mean, you know, you could really go down. Everything could start to look scary if you start to really, you know, drill down to to every level. And then you're going to be in a life where you're paralyzed by fear. And that's not a good way to live. So the ish means that you understand that perfection is not even possible in the modern world. And our goal is to lower our toxic load the best that we can by being careful about what we put in without being overly dogmatic, but also by encouraging our bodies to, to self-clean. You know, the whole subtitle of the book after the cleanish is eat mostly clean, live mainly clean and unlock your body's natural ability to self-clean. Because so many of our modern um, illnesses have that root in things coming in that cause disruptions and then our bodies can't do the self-cleaning or can't process them properly. And so then that causes the whole stream of, it could look different. It might look like cancer for someone, um, you know, through toxins that they've been exposed to, or it could look like metabolic diseases for someone else. But the root of everything is our body is not really in, in, in the balance that we need it to be. Well, and I will tell you what opened my eyes was this whole uh, I'm going to say philosophy of self-cleaning. In right. the last several years, I think people are calling it detox. Let's all detox. It's the New Year's, let's detox. It's Monday, let's detox, whatever it might be. And so in your book, I, as you know, and, and the, the listeners who have been following me on Pretty Wellness or here at the podcast know that after my stage four diagnosis eight years ago, I jumped into wellness and I, I don't want to say overnight, but in short order, started to live a very clean lifestyle. Right. This book would have been ideal for me to have at my access at that time. Now, while I had the fire that was underneath me, it truly is a process to change your right. life for the better. And I didn't realize the importance. I knew what going in that was important and so as, you know, as much organic food as I could eat, as many real foods that I could eat was important. Mm-hmm. 
But I never really thought of how my body had healing powers that could self-clean yeah. it itself. And that was where when we come full circle with intermittent fasting, that is just mm-hmm. one of the tools that you mentioned in this book. This book is right. not an IF book. It's not. And that was, that was hard because my editor was like, all right, we're so excited for your next fasting book. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to write a fasting book. And they're like, what? (laughs) I mean, there is a little fasting in it because I believe that intermittent fasting through the power of autophagy, which is our body's, you know, self-cleaning, one of our body's self-cleaning systems. I think it's the most powerful one that we we actually disconnect from when we're eating all the time because our bodies can't clean if we're always eating. It'd be like, if you're throwing a party at your house, that's 24 hour, 24 seven, think about how dirty your house is going to be. If you never made everybody go home for a little while, you know, it's the same in your body. You got to give your body time. But, you know, you mentioned the word detox. Our bodies never stop detoxing ever. Yeah, that's what our liver is doing all the time, whether it's stuff you're putting in or whether it's, you know, the metabolic byproducts from just, you know, processing the foods you're eating, your, your liver has to, you know, and then we, we, you know, release things through like going to the bathroom or getting out the things that our bodies, you know, the, the metabolic byproducts that could be toxic if they built up. Right. So our bodies never stop, but the problem is um, we're putting in way more then our bodies are designed to handle. And that is where we start having these problems. Well, and, and that makes a lot of sense. And frankly, sometimes we don't know any better, right? We -hmm. grow up with habits and then let's say in the recent several last few decades, there's so much media around us, whether it was the TV commercials for York peppermint patties after our Charlie Brown specials as kids, and then the mm-hmm. diet pills. Remember Dexatrim and all that? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And, and I love it. sold the- it, I took it, right? For all those years. Now, I would never put that into my body, but yeah. Well, and even I enjoyed in the book when you were talking about the foods we, we used to eat, like kind of going down memory lane of all the SpaghettiOs that we ate out of a can, mm-hmm. right? And yeah that now we're starting to learn that we can do better. Well, we can. And one of the things that really, when you start to dig into this, you know, I actually, when I was writing cleanish, I thought I was pretty cleanish, right? The the more I wrote, the more I'm like, oh no, I'm not. And I, I made a lot of changes. They were simple changes. They were not hard. They actually were, were for the better. There's not one thing I've changed that I'm like, man, I wish I could have that old thing back. Right. You know, it's gotten better and better as I go. But the thing that really strikes me is so many of the studies that have been done on these, these, you know, these things that let's call them toxins, you know, chemicals is such a big word because, you know, water is a chemical, right? So if I say chemicals, know that I'm not talking about in the, like, I'm a chemistry professor because water is a chemical, right? I'm talking about, you know, the, the, the funkier kind of chemical. So I'm just going to say chemicals. Um, but the chemical studies, when they're like, this chemical is safe. Well, those studies have been done on like small doses of that chemical here you know, in isolation, but that's not how we live our lives. We're like, inundated with combinations of things coming at us from, you know, things we inhale, things we put on our skin, things we eat, our shampoo, our hairspray. I mean, everything, what you have plugged into the wall and you don't realize that the, you know, the chemical soup that you're really marinating in. And so just by making these, these changes, 
small changes. Like if you've got plug-in air fresheners, get rid of those. <laughs> That's one little small change, you know, diffuse, you know, organic essential oils instead get the same effect. Um, we don't have to sacrifice a single thing that we enjoy to, to get cleanish or to clean things up. There's something that that's going to probably be more enjoyable. Like for example, when I, I just talked about going on this trip with, with, um, family, I rode in my sister's car for a two and a half hour trip. She had one of those car air fresheners in there. My nose started to clog up. I had a headache. I felt awful. I got a little queasy. I was like, I am never letting you drive again. What is this? She's like, I don't even smell it anymore. And I'm like, but, but taking that kind of thing out of your environment, I actually had a stuffy nose the entire next day after being in her car with that. And so those are the kind of things that's like a no brainer, get rid of that kind of stuff. You may realize the, you know, the chronic sinusitis that you thought was one thing is just, it's, it's the air freshener in your car that you get at the car wash. And those types of things make a huge, huge difference, small change, but, but maybe, maybe huge for you. I will, I will tell you that I can completely relate whether it comes to food or whether it comes to the environment. There's so mm. many things that you don't know until you start noticing it. Like right. take, take note at the beginning of your day, you roll out of bed and what do you do? You go to the bathroom and you brush your teeth and you wash your face. And depending on how many products you might put on your skin. And then, okay, so you shower. Same thing. How many products are in your shower? We yep. haven't even left the upstairs. Hopefully, you know, depending on where you live, you haven't left the upstairs. You go downstairs. What is it you're doing? What products are you using to clean, to freshen? You make your coffee because that's my first thing because I'm an intermittent faster. So I make my, I'm having my black coffee now. But like what's in your coffee? You know, my coffee is organic because I think that's important, you know, that you want the coffee that doesn't have all the added pesticides, right? So it's, it's every little choice. So let's start, let's talk about starting living the cleanish lifestyle. Okay. What are a few tips that you would give people on mm -hmm. what to do, how to do it? And by the way, side note, if I didn't say it already, one thing I love about this book, and I try and read most of the books that authors have out as I'm going to interview them, but I don't always get to do it. And frankly, you know, some are better than others. And this one is, is great. This one, as I said, was the guide that I, I could have used eight years ago because it's gives a ton of the information. Why? Yes. The science behind it, but from a teacher that can speak right. to me and so that I can understand it. And then like we said earlier, we might know this information. It's about doing it and help yeah. me devising a plan. So for those that are on the fence right now, like, oh, you know, it sounds good, but I don't know if I have time or I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I need it. What, what was your advice to them? And give us a, a few tips on how to start. Okay. I really would start with getting cleanish the book, <laughs> get the book because I designed it to be something you don't sit down and read from cover to cover. And then you're like, wow, I learned a lot now I'm cleanish. No, that is not how I wrote it. I wrote it from the perspective of, I am a teacher and I'm going to walk beside you. And I, I, I tried to take it through a very, um, uh, you know, like my, my training is developing curriculum, right. Teaching you 
from building the knowledge so that you can continue to apply it. And one thing builds on the other thing. So that's really how I wrote it from, you know, the very beginning, when you re read the introduction after every chapter or section, there's something called, you know, reflect and take action. You're either reflecting or you're taking action or you're doing both. So at the end of each chapter, there's like something to do. Like after you read the introduction, you're figuring out your why. Why are you trying to get cleanish? What's what's it about for you? And you, you're pinpointing what's important. You know, then we go into, you know, why, why are there so many chemicals? You know, better living through chemistry. We've all heard that phrase before, but really, you know, is it better? Actually, no, it's not been better in the long run. When we look back, it's actually made us really sick um, in so many ways. Because we could all agree that health is much worse now in 2022, everywhere you look, autoimmune diseases, metabolic problems. It's like every person, you know, has some sort of diagnosis. That's not normal. That's not typical. That's a sign of really big problems. You know, so at the end of, of that chapter, you know, you're taking stock of, you know, wow, you know, and you, after we read about our personal care products, what, am, what do I have? Like you said, in my bathroom, you know, and I'm teaching you how to, like, for example, the environmental working group app. I bet you have that already. The healthy living app. Have you I been using it. it for a long time? Years. It's amazing. It. Yeah. It's amazing. It makes living clean, cleanish so much simpler because you've got an app. Now there's an app. When I think I started yeah, this, I used there the wasn't. Yeah. You use the app and you, you make sure you go check the products you have. It's super easy. You just take stock of what you've got. And I share personal examples all throughout the book for me. Like, for example, when I was looking around my bathroom, um, I had just been to the dentist. I'm having trouble with one of my crowns. And my dentist is like, you need to get some mouthwash and put it in your water pick and spray it around the crown. And that will really help. I'm like, well, let me look at the mouthwash that I've got. And I didn't have any because I'm not a mouthwash user, but my husband had some. And it was like made by a healthy dentist. And it was this and that and the other. Looked it up on the environmental working group app. It was not highly rated. I'm like, what? This looks so healthy. That's known as greenwashing, by the way, that when they make something sound so fabulous. And then I start looking, I'm like, well, I'm going to go to the mouthwash category of environmental working group and look down the list and see what, what they rate as higher. So I just went to that category, started looking through. And one of the top rated mouthwashes was Listerine original the amber color stuff my grandmother used, I never would have picked that up off the shelf in a million years. Right. I would have always picked up the one that my husband had instead because right. it looked so much healthier. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to get Listerine original and use that instead. And it just shocked me. And just, you know, knowledge is power. And it's just so easy to make these changes that you, you're not suffering at all. Well, and, and one thing I think that I get a lot of questions about, and I would assume you do too, is like, how do you get the family on board? And yeah. I think, especially like with the app, is if you make it, depending on the age of your kids, and, and it, it can work on every level, is get the family involved. Because, you know, I imagine yes. the kids going around the house with the app, finding things that work that don't work, whether it's food, and they're like, oh, mom, look at the cake mix. That's horrible. Well, let's find a substitute or the mouthwash. Let's make a real cake from scratch with right. real ingredients. I don't know a single kid that wouldn't like to have a real cake baked from scratch. You know, it's, it's not that you're not getting to have cake. You're just not going to buy that 89 cent cake mix, or I don't even know how much cake mix costs. I, I always right, have made right. them from scratch, but, um, you know, it's just a matter of, of getting them on board, you know, and my husband is a little, he's a PhD in medicinal chemistry. So he, um, 
you might think that might make it easier to put him on board, but actually it makes him more skeptical. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, because he's got knowledge and good knowledge. So he might try and challenge you. Uh, Although he is like the person because of his knowledge, his PhD is medicinal chemistry because of his knowledge. He won't take anything medical, medical, medicine wise. Like he's like, here's half a Tylenol. I mean, you know, he's very, very in tune to risks from medications and side effects. So it's funny that he's been a little more reluctant when it comes to food, but I had an app that someone told me about, I have not vetted it. So please do not take this app. I'm not endorsing it, but have you heard of the Yuka app? Y-U-K-A? No, I have not. I hadn't either. So I don't really know why they rate stuff, but someone in my community has been using it. And so I've, I've only just played with it a tiny bit. And so um, what I feel like if an app says something is not good, it probably isn't. But if it says it is good, I don't know what their standards are. So anyway, right, I was that makes sense. going around scanning some food barcodes and a kind of cereal that my husband has always bought. Let's just put it that way. Um, probably genetic, genetically modified. I'm certain it's, you know, not, not a fabulous, but it's one of the main name brands that looks healthy, but I scanned it with the app and I showed, I'm like, Ooh, look what it said here. He's like, you know, I did notice I was eating that the other day and I didn't feel great. So I'm not going to buy it anymore. I'm like, yes. You know, he connected they come to, to it on their felt. own. Yeah. He came to it on his own and, and seeing it scanned there and, and having that in front of him was powerful. And, you know, he's been buying that cereal for years. So that's a big change. And it also, I like that the app gave alternatives, um, like, it's like, okay, so that one is not good. Here's some that are similar that you might like instead. I really like that. So the app seems like it has some positives, All right. although it, it didn't always correspond a couple things with the environmental working group. So I think environmental working group tends to be a little more stringent. Well, I see them as the gold standard. Yes, they are too. very well established, have been for several decades and they're run by, um, you know, a number of very well-educated researchers and doctors. And so they do, they're very credible, right? Right. I think Not so saying too. that this isn't you and I haven't, I'm definitely going to check it out though, because I think your, your point here is that they're giving you alternatives because sometimes yeah. you see, Ooh, this isn't good. You don't know where to go. And so that's, right. that is a value. Okay. So we're, we're, trying to motivate people to go around and check out the products and the, the levels of, you know, I, I want to say a thumbs up, thumbs down. Are there any products that you swear by when it comes to being cleanish that oh, you yeah. can share with <laughs> the listeners? You know, I talk about this in the book, but, um, I did like an inventory of all my cleaning products that I had and I had gathered over the years and so many of them were, were so I was such a victim of greenwashing even with those like brands that I thought were clean they were not and they <laughs> had all sorts totally. of weird stuff in there like that that blue dishwashing liquid we, liquid we've all seen before you know the blue famous one that you would never think of as a clean choice was actually cleaner than the one that I had been buying that I thought was clean shocking well, right it is wild that <laughs> it's marketing I mean and hey I spent 20 years working in some so in, in marketing so right. I, I get it I understand and and at times it can be helpful when it's truth but it's meant to sell but I had so many products that it was crazy and so then I was like okay do I need all these products the answer is no so I found I, I started looking I was like you know I'm writing this book it's going to be out there people are going to be reading it they're going to want to know well what do you use and so I was like I've got to find something I love and so I tried a bunch of different things and um 
the one that I really settled on is Branch Basics. Are you familiar with Branch I Basics? I am. They're a Minnesota-based company, and that's where I grew what? up. So I, I do. Love I love do Branch you use Basics. Them? Yes, I do. Okay. So I actually found Branch Basics after looking around, and then I reached out to them and said, hello, I would like to work with you. And so I'm now an affiliate. I have an affiliate relationship with Branch Basics. If you go to jenstevens.com slash cleanish, there's a link there, but um, Jen is G-I-N, Stevens with a P-H. But Branch Basics is fantastic because it all starts from one concentrate and environmental working group rates them highly. And so now you just like your mix, you have these bottles that you, they even have glass bottles now that you can get. And so like, this is your all purpose cleaner. And you just put a certain amount of concentrate and water and it's not more expensive than other products. Cause they just send you the concentrate. They're not, you know, you're not buying water. You add your own water. And I actually also use essential oils in there. I, I get organic peppermint oil, for example, and add a few drops to in the kitchen or organic tea tree oil and use that in the bathroom. And, um, you know, their lawn, I use it in the laundry and, and it's just, I know that it's safe and it's easy. You know, when I was um, researching for cleanish, some of the personal care items like body spray, for example, that, that people buy, like to put on their bodies are actually worse for you than some of the cleaning products, the mass market cleaning products that the people are using, not to say those are safe either, but branch basics is so safe. You could literally spray your whole, whole body down with it and be fine. Right. Cause it's, it's not anything harmful. So, you know, I feel really good about it and it's simplified my cleaning routine. I just have you know, those products. That's what I use and it works. And, and I'll say I've, I've grown to really love vinegar and I know some people yeah. are like, I can't do it. It smells. I love the smell of vinegar. But if you don't, I think just put in a ton of peppermint essential oils. I yeah. find that it completely drowns out the smell of it. And by the way, if you're using it, like I do it on dishes or to clean countertops, things like that, windows, it doesn't last for that long anyway. So they're definitely if for the DIYers out there that right. want to go that route. Um, you know, if you're going to buy, I love Branch Basics too. And yeah. I'm a huge vinegar and I love kombucha. I mean, it's got to work. You know, I don't want to switch to natural stuff that doesn't work. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> That's no good. That yeah, defeats so. the purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so let's, um, let's take a little bit of a left turn here. I want you okay. to share in terms of whether it's the process of writing the book or, you know, it definitely is a process writing a book. What is something that you loved about the process or something specifically in the book that you don't, that people may not really know, like a funny story, something that you can share with the listeners to make them feel special? Oh gosh, now I'm going to have to think about that. I don't, because I have got such a big mouth. I've probably shared everything at one point or another. <laughs> Look, you have three podcasts a week. You talk a lot. Anyway, all right, let me think. You know, just when writing the book, um, I was learning so much along the way and, you know, running around my house, just pulling everything out and like shocked at everything. And I would follow my husband around and show him stuff. And it, it's just something people may not realize though, is it's not always easy. You talked before about your family, getting the family on board. It's been hard to get my husband on board with some of these things. Like I just talked about the cereal. So we're having a little bit of a battle and like, he likes to go to the store and buy things. And I'm like, I'd like you to go to the store and I'd like you to come back with organic cream. And he comes back with not organic cream. And I'm like, this is not what I wanted. He's like, yeah, but it's, I'm like, okay. So 
you know, it might be funny to your listeners to know that I am fighting this struggle at my own house. And so I'm just like, you know what? I am going to just do my own shopping. Thank you very much. And I will go and buy the organic cream. And that's just all there's going to be to it. So knowing that it isn't even easy for me might make people feel better. He has separate laundry detergent that he uses. It's still, you know, fragrance free, but it's what he wants to use. He does his laundry and his fragrance free, the one I'm not going to use. And I do mine with my branch basics and we're just coexisting. (laughs) Well, I think that's a really valid point because it doesn't, you know, as a family unit, not everything will always work for everybody. So what can you sacrifice or not? And to your earlier points about living cleanish, or as I, you know, I will say healthy-ish, right. is about trying to minimize. Like if you take out, if, if you changed a body lotion that you once used that was toxic to be less toxic, if you change your, your laundry detergent to be less toxic, there's that much less chemicals going on in your life. Right. And so, and even if, you know, uh, you know, I think you have two older boys, right? I do. And so, and they're not, they're not living at home now or they are at home. Well, the 22 year old boomeranged back. So okay. he's here right Well, but at one point, you know, through this, right. this journey, they've been there, they haven't been there. It's, I guess it's like as parents, we try to do the best we can mm-hmm. yeah. and role model and talk about why we're making the change. Yeah, that's that the biggest do. thing. And not you doing it in a like, this is good, this is bad. We don't want to have the judgment. Like, you know, like here's the good food, here's the bad food, right? We don't want to use, we don't want to have morality attached to it. But when you help your kids understand real food versus the ultra processed food and, you know, the things that are in the food, they can really help you pick out the right thing. Like, like I use the example in cleanish of yogurt, because yogurt is something that my boys really liked growing up. You go to the store now, there are 500 kinds of yogurt on the shelf and they range on that continuum of real food to ultra processed food. You can find everything in between like a sugar-free, fat-free, chemical extravaganza with artificial flavors and artificial sweeteners and artificial, I don't even know what it is. It's not food at all, which sadly, some people think is the healthier choice, right? Because it's, you know, fat-free. Because that's what we grew up hearing, right? We think that that's good. And actually that is, um, I don't want to cuss on your show, but the chemical S storm, Uh you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. It, <laughs> that, that stuff that, that you, you think is the healthy choice because it's fat-free, sugar-free is the worst one you can pick up. And instead choosing the one that is full fat with real sweeteners, just maybe less of it, real fruit, that's your better choice. And, and let your kids read the label, say, all right, let's look, we're looking for real food and not weird stuff. So you tell me which one you would rather have and let your kid pick. Just train them to to read the labels and to choose the real food and explain why. It's like, you know, your body does better with real food versus, you know, these chemicals and let them understand the why. I'm letting this process for me now too, because I'm being honest, there are times, many times I think in my head, good food, bad food. And to your point, and, you know, we're reading a lot about that as as parents. And I guess, you know, coming from the educator on the other side of of this call, right, is that we don't want to put morality Mm -hmm. to it 
Yeah. But it comes like easy. you're bad when you eat bad food. Like I've been in the, the intermittent fasting community now for years and unlearning, I call it diet brain, unlearning that shame associated with your food choices. Like, like someone today in my community and, and I'm not sharing this to, um, you know, it's a very private community, but someone had an experience yesterday where they celebrated something with, with friends and then came in and, and the shame talk of, of how they ex- experienced that celebration and like felt bad for indulging in things. We do that. You know, we're like, I was so bad yesterday. And it's like, no, you celebrated today. You're not feeling very, very well. You're that that's okay. But, but there's no shame. It's all just learning and feeling how your body responds to things and, and disconnecting from, I was bad yesterday, if that makes sense. That makes so much sense. And that's really powerful. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we want to sit with that for a moment because it isn't just about that one. Oh, I just had a bad, whatever insert here you had for breakfast in your mind, you then are kind of carrying this energy like, oh, I just made a yeah. bad decision. I'm, And it carries on to the, the energy you bring to the day or the energy you close right. out, whatever it might be. And so trying to say that again, you make choices on, is it real food, not real food? Well, yeah, I, I think of some, something is either food or it's not food and, and stuff falls along that continuum, depending on what ingredients are in it. There are times I eat things that are not food, Doritos, for example, in my Christmas stocking, my mother always puts Doritos in there because I've always liked them. And you know what? I, I, they are full of funkiness. I don't buy Doritos, but I ate the Doritos that were in my Christmas stocking and I enjoyed them, but I also had a lot of really nutritious food that day. And I don't think it was bad to eat the Doritos. I wasn't bad. It wasn't wrong. I'm clean ish. And I enjoyed them. And, you know, I know that they were made in a lab and the whole purpose of those Doritos is to hook me on their captivating flavor that they're designed that way. So no wonder we, you know, we enjoy the process of eating them. They're designed to stimulate our senses, but I feel better. Like if I only were to eat Doritos, I would feel so bad. I wouldn't feel good at all. Well, and that, and to then bring it back to what you were talking about earlier, this, this cleanish philosophy is not right. just with foods. Clearly it's with foods, but it's also with products too. When you were with your sister in the car, the toxins that you eliminated from your life, you were breathing again and you didn't yeah. feel as great. So you have now, your body is oh, used to different awful. things, right? Yeah. And I'm going to drive from now on. <laughs> You're gonna, or only me. You're only, gonna, yeah. or you're gonna show up with some essential oils as a gift and be like, "Look what I got for your car!" Yeah, right? We'll see. Well, I actually like was sniffing my my sweater and my hair. I'm like, "Smell this!" I made my husband smell my hair. Yeah, it home. does. Like, it yeah, does I take it. over. It was, I, it was everywhere. I used to love those for the car where you plugged in the wall. But like you, that's that's a thing of the past for me. I use essential oils like you in a diffuser. Or sometimes yep. I'll even like in the house, I'll put a bunch of cinnamon and maybe some citrus in like a sauce pot and then I'll boil it. Oh, yeah. And then it makes the house smell, yeah. right? It's And there's like- nothing, nothing harmful there. No. Nothing harmful in that pot of cinnamon and citrus. Right. That is and it's like real good smell. So Right. And it brings yeah. happiness to us. So yeah. before we end the episode, I am hoping that you will play what I what I end up all episodes with, the grateful game. 
Are you I would interested? Love to. All right. Yeah. So for those who are new with new to me here at Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast, each episode we close out on something you know, positive, something that we are grateful for. Now, this is a game that my son and I created when he was nine years old. And I joke around that I really think it's because he did not want to go to bed. And so he was looking to try and like talk about different things. And I had a gratitude journal. And so I snuggled up in bed and we first wrote it down, but that didn't really work for us. So just like everything else that we have kind of touched upon here, you got to figure out what works for you. And so now to this day, we still end many nights where we talk about what we are grateful for and why. And the person who has the most ideas in the shortest amount of time ends up winning. But as my mom would say, it's not whether you win or lose, Karen, it's how you play the game. And so Jen, I will start and I will give us each a minute. So what I am grateful for today, or we'll say the last 24 hours, um, I will say I am really grateful for the show Friends. I know this show has been like on syndication for decades now, but we are reliving it now through the eyes of our child. And so it used to be this show. Yes, I watched it in the 90s when it was on. And then in recent years to fall asleep. Yes, we do sometimes watch shows to fall asleep. But watching it through the eyes of your teenager, you know, some things are way over his head. Other things, I am laughing hysterically. I love situation comedies. And so last night we watched a number of episodes. It made me laugh. So I am grateful for Friends. I am also grateful for the fact that it's cold but not too cold here in Connecticut right now. Growing up in Minnesota, you value when it's above five degrees because you can go out. And now, um, you know, it's really cold and the wind chill is awful. But here in Connecticut, the wind chill hasn't been that bad. So I was able to take a brisk walk with my dog, get my steps in, and that really helps me kick off my day. So I've got two and I'm tossing it to you. You know, I talked about my son boomeranging back home. I'm really grateful that he's here. He's 22. And we actually own a cottage that he had been living in for about a year. And he just was like, you know, I'm lonely here by myself as was him and his cat. And he's like, I'm lonely. Can I come back home for a while? And I'm like, yes. So I'm grateful that he wanted to come home because we're doing the same thing. We're watching TV shows with him. We're watching Seinfeld. That's our yes we go to and also 30 rock which I never watched originally but he's like we should watch 30 rock so we're watching that too which is so funny I didn't even I don't know how I missed that I mean when it was on but we weren't watching it then so I'm really enjoying you know cooking dinner for the family with my husband and my son we're eating dinner together every night and having him here and you know a relationship with an adult child is, is just so very different than when they were younger so I'm grateful that we have a better relationship now than we've ever had. And that, you know, he comes to me for advice instead of thinking I'm really stupid, like when they're a teenager, <laughs> you know, that's, I'm really grateful. Oh, for I can't wait. I'm also grateful for meal delivery kits um, because have you used any of those? So it's very funny. You bring this up because my son has been seeing it on his YouTube channels and he's been like, mom, we need to do this. Mom, we need to do this. Years ago I did. I want to know what ones you love because yeah. we all have so many restrictions that I wasn't sure. I tried a few in the beginning and ended up not going that direction. So what do you yeah. love? I'm loving green chef. Okay. And they, you know, they prioritize organic produce. And I also love sun basket, sun basket. I actually, 
um, we eat pretty much every night of the week. We're eating one of those or the other. Also, Daily Harvest. Have you ever used Daily I Harvest? I love Daily Harvest. Yeah. I huge fan that I guess you're right. they're not exactly the same as the meal kits, but right. I'm grateful for all three of those because I usually open my window with a daily harvest bowl. Oh my like gosh. Every do, you, single day. do you do the Brussels, um, the Brussels pod Thai? It's like a little bit spicy. Is I don't my- do that one. I like the one that's Brussels and I can't remember the name of it, but it's like, there's one with Brussels in it that I do like. I don't get the pad Thai. I love also the one that has the wild rice and the sweet potato and the avocado. Have you ever gotten that one? No, I'm not oh a God, huge sweet good. potato fan, unless it's like a okay. plain sweet potato. So that might be why. But I think what we're saying here is Daily Harvest is amazing. And the smoothies? You ever had the smoothies? Smoothies are great. The little lattes that you dump in and, and you make. Yep. The, I mean, the scoops. I love. I don't like, love the scoops. I don't love the scoops. I like real ice cream. And these are a, a vegan kind of alternative. Yes, right. My husband liked the scoops. And so he, one time they sent me an entire container of just scoops, like, thank yes. you for promoting our products. Here's a whole, and I'm like, all right, these are for you. Uh, well, and it's so funny you say that because I had the same thing happen and we all went out on our deck. It was a nice sunny afternoon and my son, my husband, my parents, I think were there too, because there's a coffee and my mom loves coffee. So, yep. um, so yes, I, I love daily harvest, but to your point, they're different than the other two. The other two are more when right. they they're, yeah, the they're frozen, but their ingredients are like perfectly clean. They're not cleanish. They are like squeaky clean. So it's amazing. I love any of the things that have like beans in there and lentils. A lot yes. of the ones I use have lent, I like have the lentils in there. Anyway, the meal delivery kits have changed my life. So I was being grateful for those. Then I lost my train of thought because I just talked. And I jumped in. <laughs> but so you can have a those, few more seconds. Those are so great because I don't have to think about what we're going to have for dinner. Like tonight, I know what we're going to have for dinner. It is a green chef meal and it is meatloaf and it's got broccoli on the side and you know, it's organic broccoli and, and they use all these organic ingredients. And so, and like with Sunbasket, they my delivery for Sunbasket's coming today. And so tomorrow we'll have Sunbasket. And Sunbasket lets you upgrade your meat to organic. And I know it sounds like a commercial for Sunbasket. They actually do not sponsor my podcast, but I just love them. They're fantastic. So I genuinely use both of them. And I do have links like, you know, affiliate links at jenstevens.com slash cleanish, but they're just so it's changed my life. And I'm grateful that I don't have to struggle with dinner. That's really what it boils down to. Well, and that's what I think. I think people get caught up in any of the meal services or daily harvest and be like, oh, it's so expensive when you look at it. However, I go to the store and I buy uh, celery and cucumbers and to make juice and that, you know, everything costs, right? And it's not more expensive for us because the way I shop, if you're buying all this organic produce, it actually is not more expensive. Right. I, really, I agree. But- and convenience. I have always believed, you know, convenience obviously makes your life. Here's easier. one you should try. I'm not using them right now, but I've used them before. Look for one potato. They're organic. Look at one potato. They're family friendly. We really enjoyed one potato. They don't have quite as many options. They have got the best chicken though. They use a kind of chicken called Jadori chicken, which is okay. like an heirloom chicken. And that is, you know, like they, they, it's raised, you know, in a, a natural kind of a way. And it's not those giant weird chicken breasts that we're getting now. They're like small and so okay, flavorful. I like that. You might really love one potato. All right. Now, I get nothing from suggesting that I'm not using them right now, but they are fantastic and would be great for your family. I bet. All right. Thank you. I will, uh, I will check 
that out. I will also include all these links we've talked about in this episode for folks that want to buy the book cleanish, that want to check out the meal services. There are all sorts of information that was just like thrown out. You are just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, so Jen, thank you so much for being here today. Where can people connect with you and your community? Well, jenstevens.com is the main place to find everything. G-I-N, Stevens with a P-H, jenstevens.com. I have a community. I actually left Facebook. I haven't been on Facebook since March. So I have a private community. We're actually doing a cleanish book study there. And with the promo code cleanish, you actually can join the community 15% off on your, your first payment with, with the, the promo code cleanish. But if you join for a year, it's less than a dollar a week to be part of the community. I mean, that's like a bargain. I'm not trying to, you know, I, I want it to be affordable so everyone can find the support they need. But you know, a lot of people who had been in my Facebook community have joined us there. And it's just so very different because people, it, it's more private. It just feels safer. And, and the people that are there are just so supportive and helpful to one another. So whether you're an intermittent faster or not, it's mainly an intermittent fasting community, but we're doing a cleanish book study there. Um, and it's going to be like 13 weeks long. And so we're going to be working our way through it. And even after the 13 weeks, then the implementation phase. So it's really just probably going to be going on for forever now. <laughs> but, um, and then, um, you know, I'd love to have people join us there. Well, that is, I will include that also in the links. I think you are clearly so passionate about what you share. And I know that's what brought you into this world oh, yeah. of, you know, transitioning from, you know, the educational space to now educating others on how to live a more vibrant life. So exactly. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. And to all the listeners out there, I hope you've enjoyed this episode we are so grateful that you joined us and please know that we are just here to help you navigate different directions and ways that you can find a little bit of joy during whatever journey you're going through in life. And I definitely believe that my changes towards a cleaner lifestyle have really helped me not just look my age or maybe a few years younger, but have really helped me feel great and thrive with my chronic illness. So um, I'm sending lots of good energy and hugs out there to everyone. And bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you could do me a favor and take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe. Honestly, you leaving a review really does help us with our podcast ranking. The higher we are ranked, the more people can discover our show. And if you tell your friends about us because you love us, they might as well. So let us know your thoughts. Please connect with us directly. We have a ton of fun on Instagram at Pretty Wellness and would love hearing from you. Thanks again for joining us today. I am sending you so much happiness and great health. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>